Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel here at the store. You can join us here at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan. You can also phone in to join us at 217-356-9397. That's 356-WDWS. Or you can text 351-5357. We have Marianne Metz here. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. John Weisgarber is also here, but he just set his microphone down to uh, let Steve Brown through. Good morning, John. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Tamara. Oh, good morning. There you are, Steve. I was going to give you a second to suit up. So, beautiful sunny day. I got to see a gorgeous sunrise. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that was it for the day, right? Oh, it was it was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It's nice having the sun. Oh, wow. It helps. Okay, it was pretty cold. for a minute. But Don't get too relaxed, fella. I, I'm sitting in this huge little sectional thing here. <laughs> Not huge little sectional, but it's like I should be watching a movie at the end of the day the way I'm kicked relaxed. back. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd say it relaxed, but yeah, I think it's almost like you're going to fall asleep again. Almost. <laughs> yeah, see, if I sat on that end, I would look like, uh, oh, what was Lily Tomlin character? Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. With her dog, Buster. That's what our big red chair's for. The Lily Tomlin experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect name for it. It is. I'm going to sit on the edge of this thing now, because it'll be like I'm just wanting to listen to all these words of wisdom from Marianne and John this morning about gardening. Mm-hmm. So I'll be attentive and on edge. Mm-hmm. Okay. There'll be a test also. That's right. What are, what are we talking about this morning? Well, honestly, i got to start with all of the statuary that you guys got in. Just pallets and pallets of some. Yeah. wonderful, beautiful statuary. Cool stuff. And yeah, and the larger beautiful stuff, but also smaller stuff yeah. that's a little Tons more of small my neat pieces. Yeah. 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 Well, weight wise, yeah, I mean the stuff that's it's all concrete. Uh, this group that came in and it's Which is typically not very lightweight. Yeah, but typically. some of these guys are, you know, two, three, four pounds and some of these guys are like two or three or four hundred. Plus pounds. <laughs> so it's everything in between. Yeah. But yeah, but lots of neat, fun pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're stuff. so grateful that the manufacturer, uh, who's you know down in Georgia, uh, was able to get it to us this early. You know, we placed this order last uh, June or July, and um, they said, "Well, you know, we're about eight eight months behind." And we said, "Well, we'll perfect. We'd like to have it as soon as possible." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they did a great job for us. January was as soon as possible. Yeah, that's that's okay. That works, because right? You have like little rabbit families yeah. that you can get. Uh, I have some of those too, only they're not concrete. Just in time for Easter. Yeah. 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 And really cute turtles and toads and squirrels. and. I like that frog. It's Cupid's pretty cool. There's frog. a big frog. Yes. Yeah. I like the, yeah, there's the, uh, the and what was the, was there like a, a dragon head or something? Yes. I didn't, yeah. Okay. There's a dragon head. There's the, the chief bust that we've, we've oh. sold now for probably 12 or 15 years. It's been very popular. So we that have long? A, wow. Uh, got quite a few more of those in, too. Good. And yeah. some great concrete bird baths. Oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, the, the one that I really want has little turtles sipping away inside the... In the <laughs> it's just sitting there, and oh, it's adorable. Well, it's fun to see... Everybody reacting and responding to what they have to do differently to get product in the store more quickly. And, you know, a year ago, everybody did a great job, but manufacturers and I think we as 
his buyers and managers in the company were a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of making sure we had the stock level in. And sometimes we just couldn't help it. But everybody's done a better job of, if I can get my hands on it, let's get it in and let's get it in now. And I think we're starting to see that. So you walk around the store now and we're, I'll say, miles ahead of last January. Oh, gosh, yeah. In terms of product being out and available for the spring and the gardening season. Yeah. It, it, it just feels spring already mm-hmm. in here. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Even in the furniture department, you have got all sorts of new chairs and sofas, and then all of the planters. Obviously, They're very here, deep sectionals here. But, uh, yes, deep, comfy sectionals. Um, but then the the planters, the really cool planters that you have, not o- not only over here, but also on the other end of the store where you have like the Christmas items normally. Yeah. Um, Oh, really cool selection. Yeah, yeah. from everywhere yes, from there is. big ceramics down to great houseplant size containers. Tabletop stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Some Absolutely. have that mid-rod great selection. Look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just everything across the board is just really interesting. I mean, it's really neat to see such a, a varied selection. It's really cool. Yes. Yes. That's fresh. And that's nice. It is. Mm-hmm. So, gardeners, what's on the agenda this week? I didn't, re- I didn't read the memo. <laughs> See? <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to join in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's all about winter. Okay. Yeah. Well, planning for four seasons, but particularly winter. Yes. Is that right? That's so, the beginning. So s- selecting plants for winter interest? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I guess we're officially there, aren't we? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Six cool. degrees kind of elicits winter, don't you think? Oh, you know what, though? I am excited because tomorrow sunset is at 5.01 and, s- and dusk is at 5.30. So we're out of the four o'clocks. <laughs> <laughs> days are getting longer. Y- yay. <laughs> Just a we'll couple be gardening minutes outdoors in days. no time. Hey, it adds yes. up, doesn't it? It yeah. does. <laughs> yes, but that yeah. is exciting. So, Steve, do you have any particular... Uh, favorites as far as outdoor winter interest oh boy you know i I guess at the off the top of my head it'd be some of the small trees uh that i've got so whether it's some of the korean japanese hybrid maples or whether it's the paper bark maple um Mm. but i can appreciate most trees and shrubs this time of year just because if you look closely enough and the leaves are all gone in most situations you can see the trunk and the shape and the color and whether it's straight and smooth or whether it's gnarly and twisted um there's just so many things and and of course then just the evergreens in general uh, whether it's some of the spruce or the pines yeah. or firs um just having that freshness in that life so we touched yeah. on that last week the bark issue and the uh looking at the structure of the of the a tree or shrub without leaves on them it's, it's really interesting to see that some things And I think most people need to have something that's a little bit more eye-catching. Like you appreciate everything that when when the leaves are off, or or some people do, but most people like to be flashing lights, smacked in the face, (laughs) so to speak. So that would be the paper bark maple or the red twig dogwoods that we were talking about, the yellow twig dogwoods. Really intense color in the wintertime. The colder it gets, the more bright they get. Oh wow! Yeah, isn't that great? It's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And then with your evergreens, yeah. who knew there were so many colors of green? 
Seriously. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and so many <laughs> textures. I have yeah. to share with you. Last week, you talked about how rhododendron yeah. is a broadleaf evergreen. Yes, that's correct. Is that right? So good. I go home and, and discuss this with my husband because we're thinking about what to plant where. And I said, well, it's nice to have, it would be nice to have like an evergreen there. And he was like, well, nice to have something that, you know, would be pretty. And so I said, okay, well, what if we did the rhododendrons? Because Maria's talking about, no, I want something that's an evergreen. We need an evergreen. And I was like, well, the, but it is. No, it isn't. It's. <laughs> but I just learned. <laughs> he, he should really listen to you again. Yeah, he, sh- yeah, he really we should. But it did we kind of blow my mind, too. It's like yeah. I kind of did think that, too. Evergreens just mean Needle a stuff. spruce, a yeah. pine. A, yes. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, most people call uh, evergreens just a, the, the uh, ubiquitous term is a pine tree. Okay. But a pine is, is very specific. So yes. It, but needled evergreens are what people think of when they think of evergreens. Evergreens. Not broadleaf evergreens. And so yeah, broadleaf uh, includes rhododendron, uh, some azaleas, boxwood. Oh. Holly. Holly, euonymus. Yeah. There's, it just is, there's a, just a number of things that are um, look, that look like deciduous leaves or leaves that fall off your tree, right. but they don't. So it's really cool. It adds a whole new dimension to the winterscape. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Those okay. That's and that's something that I can pull up and just look online and and all the images. I would say most people wouldn't consider rhododendrons to be super attractive in the winter. Probably not. But they're still broadleafed evergreens. Um, (laughs) They are, and. you know, it depends, you depends on how cold it is and how much they're oh, trying sure. to protect themselves from dehydration on a given day. But that the catabi ants, the really long-leafed, large-leafed uh, okay. rhododendrons, uh, the leaves tend to curl and droop because they're saying, hey, I've got to keep my leaf surface as small as I can. I'm to freaking cold. I, it's Crack right. Me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, were, okay. they were pretty cold this morning. John's <laughs> got a huge uh, catabi ants rhododendron yeah. outside his house. And it's, uh, rhodes have always been one of my favorite plants, but they're not for most people. And why (laughs) is that? Well, let's talk about that. We could. So why aren't they for most people, kids? You hate you hate yours because? (laughs) You hate yours. I hate mine because of where it's sited. Oh, okay. All right. Mostly. He grouches about that particular rhododendron. But, okay, so... Any plant in the wrong place can be a weed. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. So yes. to him is a weed. And, you know, the first <laughs> time I saw it, I said, John, wow, you have an eight-foot-tall Catabians rhododendron. There's yeah, hardly any of those in Champaign County. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's probably 200 of them in Champaign County. Maybe. 300, maybe, at the most, that are that big. And, yeah. And that's, they're usually in older parts of town where yeah. somebody's got just the right spot. And they've thrived. And typically that's a place with uh, protection, like the canopy of a tree, um, a fence, uh, a fence, a live fence, whether, you know, evergreens, mm-hmm. that, that it's sitting close to to be protected from the wind particularly. Particularly and especially in the wintertime. Especially in the wintertime. Where time. you lose that tree canopies. Yes. And then it gets more sun. Yes. So that's really important to, to think about. Yes. And yes, that's part of the reason that I don't like mine because over the years some trees have been taken out and it gets just intense sun in yeah. the wintertime oh. and also it's sited right up next to the house and a fence 
and, and, and it's crowded. I was going to say, I thought you mentioned to me one time that it hadn't been maintained over the years, I mean, pruned correctly. Correct. And what I've been doing the last three years has been uh, selectively pruning it so that it almost takes on a, uh, we talked about in the bonsai method. So oh, I thought maybe using a lawnmower, just shaving <laughs> it off. <laughs> well, I have taken the chainsaw to it also. Oh, <laughs> That's a big roadie. That's a big big boy. So, so why don't you just get rid of it? You know what? The, the trade-off is the spectacular blooms that come out. There you go. Oh, my gosh. But I'll bet the form of it now is really cool. It's, kind it's of the, better. Yeah, I like it. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's grown on me. So you're getting winter interest also because you're exposing the, the, the stems at the lower portions of the plant correct yeah and what's so yeah. cool about it it's the kind of this neat gray kind of smooth bark but, exactly but uh the way it's grown over the years and and it's kind of twisted in different spots so yeah yeah it's kind of cool i mean it's it's literally the the size of a roadie that you would see if you were walking through uh the North Blue Carolina, yeah. yeah. So if you're walking in, yeah. in Georgia or Carolina or whatever, and you're just hiking through the woods where they're growing naturally yeah. and just in the wild, this thing is that big. Yeah. It's just incredible. It is. And your flower color is? Oh, that great fuchsia. Mm. So you have a very intense one then. Yeah. Because some yeah. of them are um, the Catabians, like an album or a, yeah. you know something like that where it's white or an off-white. Don't float my boat so much, but the... Really bright, intense colors like what you have, yeah, mm-hmm. are pretty amazing. It's pretty, and that's what makes it worthwhile because you have two weeks of flowers. You know, arguably, when a lot of things aren't flowering, um, you know, it's not the earliest flowering. The catabians aren't, and PJMs are earlier flowering, but the catabians are mid-season spring, if you yeah. will. So they're in their full glory when a lot of things have already bloom the lilacs are over with and other things are over with but yet before some of the hydrangeas and the summer flowering great stuff come on mm-hmm. that yeah. that's part of planning your your landscape and uh, for continuous flower absolutely knowing when they when they bloom read the labels it's it's pretty easy you know you can and every year is going to be a little bit different but at, by and large you can get f- that flower thing going on which is what most people want um pretty much all all season long so back to the siding a roadie Basically, if you live in a new neighborhood, you know, on, by new, I'm going to say 15 years old or 20 years old or newer. Yeah. Um, you probably just shouldn't have one as a general statement. If you're going to try one, we can talk about the PGM types. Yes. You might have a chance. But otherwise, if you live in the country, I'd just say forget it unless you have a heavily wooded site like John has or just the right environment but where it's shaded and protected between the house and a fence or another structure where you can get it just so. But even with the siding where they can get uh, morning sun or filtered sun but not too much sun, especially during the day, especially during the winter, so they don't dehydrate, they need a well-drained soil. Yes. And they need to be planted a little bit on the shallow side as well. And so lots of organic matter incorporated in the soil is essential. Um, uh, making sure you're not only watering in the summer as you need to, but really watering well going into the fall, winter season, and occasionally over the winter if you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might have to consider um, anti-desiccants, transparents, like a wilt-proof type of spray uh, to clog the stomata or a burlap screen if you don't have just the right situation. But that's a lot of work for most people. And again, if you just fall in love with the flowers in the spring and you don't really have a protected area, 
you're probably wasting your time and your money. Yeah, maybe. But they're worth it if you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Decidedly. maybe, we, even though we know you're exactly right about your definition of an evergreen, your conversation with the husband. I learned it. <laughs> Maybe it's not for you. I don't know. But if it was, I'd try a PJM well, type. I do have a rhododendron, but it's, uh, I'd say it's a little protected. It's on the north side and it's, um, or on the east side, and it's in between, you know, the two houses. And it's, yeah, it's pretty sheltered, I think. And does it flower? But that, oh, yes. And it's awesome. got the beautiful fuchsia as well. See? But I don't know if it's the fancy kind of... It's a smaller leaf, probably. Well, they're all fancy, if you will. But, yeah, I'd but, say. So it's a PJM type, which is our most popular. What and it, PJM, is that stand for something, or is it the company, or the... It, it's the, a, a hybrid line that was developed in Minnesota, I believe, oh. for colder climates. Oh, good. So Okay. But there are a couple of... I was say colors, but they're not really different colors. They're just different shades, typically, of the same color flower. Uh, PJM Elite, PJM, on and on and on. Compacta. A Glow is one of my favorites, yeah. too. It's a little bit more of a pure pink yeah. versus the standard Ish. fuchsia yeah. purple. But they're both, they're all they're really, They're all very really pretty. Yeah. They're beautiful. And very tough. I mean, real hardy. Okay. So, and that's why you're recommending the PJMs then? So well, still, if I if it was in a country setting or on the edge of town, I would question it unless it's sited just right. I probably wouldn't go there. But if it was, if you had a protected area on those, or certainly if you lived in an established part of town, uh, that's the one I would go with for most people in terms of being successful. Okay, good. Still need a well-drained soil, uh, want an acidic soil environment uh, to do well. Still have to water as you go in the winter months, but they have a better chance of living through the winter than a Katabi ants. Okay. And, and we're talking about rhododendrons needing that kind of protection, but most, in, in our environment, uh, broadleaf evergreens need a little more protection because we have some pretty um, intense winter winds, um, and they just all have a tendency to desiccate, uh, not quickly, but yeah, maybe quickly, more quickly than um, needled evergreens, but... Uh, Siding them correctly is a, an important thing. Keeping them hydrated is very important. Mm, okay. So if you can have that broadleaf evergreen look with a, a, a number of different plants, but again, you just have to be a little more careful with them. All right. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You can call in and join us at 217-356-9397 or give us a text at 217-351-5357. Just one comment on uh, the most popular broadleaf evergreens that we sell, which would be the boxwood family. Decidedly. I mean, in terms of numbers, it's just phenomenal. There's really a wide variety, and again, this might be more of a nuance, a wide variety in texture. Yeah. And even color. Yes. uh, In the boxwoods that we sell. Yes. And I personally like having a mix of the different types. Yes. uh, If you had some more mass plantings, um, so you could have uh, a leaf shape that's a little bit more round or maybe it's more glossy or it's a deeper green color and then you might have another variety where the leaf shape is a little bit more elliptical um, and some are some are tighter uh plants they more grow dense, they yeah. grow more dense and it's a uh, yeah my especially my favorite one is the green gem the green gem yeah there's a a, a number of them in the market uh, some perform better in our area and i think green gem's one of them certainly yeah there's Winter gem also. Yeah, and you start to, the names kind of blend together, whether it's Green Mountain or Green Gem or Winter Gem or <laughs> Guess Green what color Winter they are. Green. Or, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. 
But there's, there's a variegated form. It's a, a, the, the leaf is green with a, a creamy white margin on it, each, each leaf. Oh. So it, it really does have a, a, a great coloration to them, a lot lighter, brighter coloration. Um, those are, I think, even a little more difficult to cite because they have a tendency even in the summertime to burn if it's in, if you stick it out in the middle of a landscape that has no trees, no protection, nothing. Um, they might do that. So, you know, extra mulch, extra water. But you can get away with it, but you just have to, again, be a little more careful. But, man, does it brighten up an area? It does. So. And then they take on, uh, just depends on the variety, uh, kind of a neat bronzy tone over the winter. In the winter, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 A lot nice. of evergreens, needled evergreens will do that also, get a different coloration in the wintertime than in the summer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Fire Chief is, is one that comes to mind. It's an arborvitae, a globe arborvitae, so it's short. Um, oh. But the the winter coloration is cinnamon almost. I mean, That's don't a you good, think? good uh, it's the color of analogy. your sangu kaku. Almost. Maple. Yes. Bark. Almost. And in the summertime, it, it it's very green again, but the tips, new growth, has that a, a lighter cinnamon color to them. It's really interesting in the garden. I think it's just, uh, you know, I, I all the time have people want something for the yard. And, you know, I'll show them this. And, oh, well, it's green. And I have to remind people green's a color. And the, yeah. But the, the those kinds of colorations, the cinnamons, the golds, the blue tones, those are all really cool things to add to your garden. And they're not sick. So of the evergreens that change color, if you will. You know, not just they don't go from purple to yellow necessarily kind of thing, no. but they might be a green or a blue green, and then they might get a heavy purple coloration into it. Or right. uh, I think some of the Camisipris, where the yellow color just becomes so intense. Oh, they mm-hmm. do. Yeah, in the winter, oh. in the winter months. Gosh, yes. Um, you know, there's always pictures that inspire that you've seen over the years, and you know whether it's a mental picture because you saw the landscape or whether you saw a cover. But I can remember a cover from Fine Gardening magazine, probably twenty some years ago where all it was was some uh, a dwarf conifer garden where they had yeah. a great connecting beds together and they were slightly crowned. Yep. And, and it's like, wow, if I could have one backyard. That's the one, huh? That would probably be the one. Yeah. Just because your interest year-round. Oh, uh, yeah. Just amazing. Absolutely. And the color variation. I mean, it's just like he was saying, blues, yellows, greens, or green or green, which all come in different shades. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just amazing. And you appreciate them. I think you appreciate them even more in the wintertime when there are the, the deciduous uh, things are down, gone. Just those those things just jump out at you. Yeah, they'll just stand out because yeah. you, you have all that gray and gray around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. At the risk of sounding old, then uh-huh. I'll transition into these conifers so you can not only appreciate their color for what they are and their textures for what they are but then the extra benefit of a habitat for birds that's the old comment Um, just having that extra winter interest from that standpoint so whether it's a place for them to scurry off to and then they come get on the feeders and then they go back and get out of the wind yeah that's pretty themselves that's pretty Um, neat it's just another element of winter interest in the gardening there's a, a family of cardinals that lives um, a couple houses down from me. Do you follow them? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, how do you know? But um, Actually, I've seen them in the trees. Your drone follows them? <laughs> okay. I know. You, drones come in so handy. Um, no, they don't. I, I've, never, I've never flown one. Uh, 
at any rate, I've, I've seen them. I, I know, I don't know exactly where their nests are, but they're in an evergreen. Uh, but they'll come and visit. But I'll tell you what, when, when one of those cardinals is sitting in one of, in my golden mops, oh, gosh, that yellow-red oh. combination oh. is just striking. That has to oh, catch wow. your attention. Oh, it has to make you smile, gosh. I bet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. So well, it's, it's really neat. While we're on the subject of birds, real quickly, I, uh, I went ahead and got one of the bird bath heaters. Yes. And I got it for my brothers because they enjoy, you know, watching the birds since they're having breakfast and whatnot. Yeah. And I thought I would have to explain it to them and kind of describe, you know, why. To the birds or to they your brothers? immediate to my brothers. Okay. <laughs> the Silly. birds got it. They but my brothers got it. They were immediately, like, all excited about That's it. That's so cool. It really was. So That's <laughs> it's neat. the yeah. little things in life, isn't it? It That's really great. is. Yeah. So well, there's just not that many open water that. sources this time no, of year. And so if you can maintain them. that, that's just huge. That's, it is huge. They just mm-hmm. they just need it. We we have a tent city. It's, it's like watering in the wintertime. We, we don't think about doing that. Mm-hmm. Or putting water out for birds. You know, you know most people don't, don't think, think about that. It just that. doesn't occur. Right. But, well, and the other thing, I guess, that I did say, it doesn't heat the water. It just keeps it from freezing. And, keeps it open, right. And because that was, yeah, one of their concerns. But that was, they, so yeah. That's what it does. Great That's gift. really neat. Yeah. That is really neat. That's cool. So now I want one for our, for our house. Well, we'll have to wait till they come in. You got the last one. Oh. Last week. Okay. But maybe we have more by now. I haven't looked. Okay. Well, anyway, great plug it's for them anyway. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. And speaking of water, we really need to hydrate our plants, especially ones that we've just planted this year. I was able to water not not this last week, not a few days ago, but the week before. We had some um a couple of milder days yes. and was able to get a hose out and water. Yeah. So. I was out with my buckets. Of course you were. Yeah. Did That's I get that exercise? It's good to be reminded of because yeah. you don't think of it in the wintertime. No, you don't. And I guess we we haven't had rain for a little while, have we? We haven't had much, much moisture, period. Yeah. So it's rain. It's been a while. Snow. We've had almost none. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be important to keep up with that. Okay. Right now, anyway. Right. So anytime you get that chance to get out there and water, do it, mm-hmm. right? That's absolutely Good advice. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text three five one five three five seven for plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Any other f- top favorite winter interest uh, plants well, that we haven't mentioned that you'd you, like to? You mentioned uh, bark. Uh, there's so many interesting barks, tree barks, shrub barks in in the market now. It's just incredible. I love it. Uh, you mentioned uh, paper bark maple. How how big is yours? Mm, it's small. Oh. It's six feet. But you sighted it just right, didn't you? Oh, so you could enjoy it in the wintertime. Yeah, it's, it can be seen right outside of a window, yep. r- relatively close to the house. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so it's it's something you'll see and enjoy year-round. And Absolutely. it's just got a nice, tidy, uh, trident maple-shaped leaf, yep. if you will. Uh, good fall color, typically. So Nice. That's Three seasons of interest for sure. Yeah. Well, there's a number of things that you can cite like that. It's it's important to put them in a place that you're going to see them. Well, that's one of the uh, the things when you when you think about landscaping, uh, when you start either with a clean slate or if you have an existing landscape and you want to add things, think about how you use your your yard. Absolutely. You know? And that's one of the most important things is to if you have a sight line out the window, 
I want to look at that, yeah. especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. I want to look at it from inside instead of being outside. Yes. That's a great point. Absolutely. There's a lot of shrubs that just have interesting um, patterns of growth to them. I, I like um, Amelanchers, uh, uh, service berry, service berry yeah. because they get kind of a, an interesting, not straight up and down stem look to them. Mm-hmm. It's a little more... Yeah, reaching out just a little. You can see me waving my hands, can't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that called janky or what? Oh, you know? but yeah, that's yeah. a good word, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And plus, it has a um, a bark that's kind of a gray. Gray smooth. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it really is really pretty. But I can, I can appreciate uh, a multi-stem redbud just as much as an amelanch here in the winter. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, you don't maybe have that lighter gray smooth stem as much, but just the habit. Uh, of that multi-stem uh, redbud right now. It's I even, incredible. I even like single-stemmed. The habit. Uh, yeah. The growth habit. The, the overall shape. Okay. Yeah. S- even the single-stemmed redbuds, are, I think, are really interesting. Like the one I told you I put uh, Christmas li- my new one, that I put Christmas lights in this year. I mean, it's just, it just has the best shape to it. Mm. And, and the trunk has just a little bit of a, a crook in it, which I love. I, pr- I purchased it on purpose. Because of that. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I could see you standing there moving that pot around just so you could get the right. Before planted. Where, where well, the, of course. Yeah, where the, where the crook is so well, that you can yes. enjoy it the best. Yeah. Duh. See, that's smart because I would just be in a hurry just to get it in the ground. Plop in the ground. Worried about it. Yes. And then I would, and then I'd be like, oh, wait, if we'd have only turned it. <laughs> I, I remember going to a, a pruning um, demonstration. Um, at the um, Arboretum. Uh, oh, it's been many years ago. But this man came from uh, Japan and gave this incredible demonstration of, of pruning. It, it just looked like Edward Scissorhands. You know, it was really? just, you know, chopping things off. And, and one of the things he said was, every tree shrub has a face. So you have to keep turning those things around until you see that. It, 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 it is just okay. right. In terms of planning for yes. planting. Yeah. And you just, the perspective from which you're going to, there's, to there's a front. It. There's a front to it uh-huh. is what he was saying. But that's a nice way to visualize it. Yeah. Yeah, that every plant has a face. Yeah. It's okay. So, yeah, set it down, turn it around, turn it a little more. Oh, no, an inch back that way. Oh, no, maybe with <laughs> it's a lot easier to do when it's in a pot sitting on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh. Good point. But that's the fun stuff of gardening, you know, the fine-tuning. Yeah. So you mentioned pruning. Are yes. You, have you been pruning at all? Because it's okay to prune right now, right? Yes, it is. Most things. I wouldn't do fruit trees right now. But, um, oh, right. Uh, yeah, other things. Certainly, I'm eyeballing my... I haven't done it, but I'm eyeballing my Japanese maples. Because, oh, I saw the most interesting concept in, in deciding what you're going to prune with the Japanese maple, uh, uh, the weeping Japanese maple, the, the mounding form. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd taken a picture of it without its leaves on and then drawn lines. Just, you know, use a red marker on the picture. Use a red marker or something that really stands out and just do the shape that you want. You can visualize oh. on top of what you need to cut off. It was really cool. I th- I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. No, yeah. you, cool. you just helped me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Because I've got a couple of maples that I haven't put a lot of thought into 
what I need to prune the branches, but I do need to prune some. So I'm going to take a picture of just printed black and white. Yes. Probably take a black marker and then just color over some of the branches. Exactly. And giving some different options. That's exactly that's, the concept. That's it neat. just makes it so much more Thank you. clear. I'm glad I tuned in this morning. Thank See? You. <laughs> See? There you go. But now's the time to think about it. Even if you don't do that part of it, now's the time to get out there and do it. Well, not when it's six degrees. I think your hands need to be able to move. But, um, you know, if, if it gets to be up in the 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. which it will be. And I, yeah, I think it's supposed to today. Yeah, yeah. I think it is too. And, and with your plan, it's always good to do it uh, a little bit at a time. You know, yes. Take off fewer branches because you can always go back. I, I, I spent many hours with that rhododendron visualizing how yes. where, how and where to to cut exactly because once it's gone then it's gone you forever. can't glue them back on it's just you just can't i've yeah. tried it. it just doesn't work yeah. you really? can always like john said <laughs> john said you can always go back and take a few a little more off but can't put them back on and it's not necessarily like a haircut where it's going to grow back yeah. in the same place you can't say no haircutting mistake is permanent. That doesn't work <laughs> on trees <laughs> because it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's supposed to get up to 36 today. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, this would be a perfect day to do it. Yeah. Good. And a little bit of cloud cover so it's not so glary and you can actually see things very. This is the kind of light to really observe things where it's, it's kind of uh, not bright. I think. That makes sense. That does make sense. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number, or you can text three five one five three five seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. You know, I listen to you say that every week, and I still can't memorize those numbers. I understand. Okay. Well, I try to say it like every ten minutes or so, just just so for you those, don't forget. For those just tuning in. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay. So it uh, it makes me think of uh, we're talking about the color of uh, the needled evergreens that I was just thinking this morning when I went out to get the newspaper. I have some little junipers, blue star, which is a a, a very short uh, kind of spreading juniper, real icy blue. I mean, there's different varieties, but and some are more have more color than others. But um, I believe that's the name of this one, icy blue. Hmm. Um, or no, maybe it is blue star. Anyway, it's one of those that's really really blue, and it has like John was saying, it has that purple tinge to the edge of the needles it's oh. really pretty oh my gosh i love it i bet yeah i like that one yeah and it's low which yes. is, has a great application to have um it's, it's kind of mo- not a ground cover but it could be used that way it's a it's a tall ground cover yeah. and tall is a relative thing so it may get a foot tall maybe maybe wow maybe not in my lifetime but <laughs> that that sounds like and, and spreads wide. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different forms. Anyway, we were talking about uh, broadleaf evergreens and boxwoods. Big trend in boxwoods and hollies too, for that matter, is um, narrow and upright. So you can get uh, that boxwood look in something that's only about two feet wide but eight feet tall. Oh, it's just a really neat statement. Okay, but it, again, you've it just wanna, seems like it would look. A little odd. I'm not used to being, like, holly being like column. Well, it's a holly. It's a cronata, so it has a little rounded leaf. It doesn't have the pointy stuff. Okay. Um, Well, there's a great application for that shape. Absolutely. Yeah. You can use it as uh, uh, flanking an entry. 
yes. where you would have oh. that upright shape. You can certainly use it as a as a border or a, a, a fence line. Mm. Focal okay. point, focal point in your garden. Yep. It looks like an exclamation. Yeah. <laughs> have a have a statue or a container in front of it. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I just, but that's a trend in hybridizing and, and development of, of um, evergreens by and large. There are certainly needled evergreens that grow that habit also. You know, we're talking about everything live for the most part in terms of winter interest in the garden. But with some of the pots and containers, mm-hmm. are there some of those that you're glad, especially glad that you purchased because you can enjoy them even unplanted or maybe they have evergreen boughs in them now? Anything that, I mean, you didn't necessarily know that you were going to buy it because of that. You bought it for summer interest and in how the plants were going to look in it. But is there texture, color, anything? I, I, last year or the year before, uh, Alberta spruces are a, a, a neat conical shape evergreen, uh, and they grow very slow. Uh, but they're they're too, almost too formal. Too rigid for, for my you. look. Yeah. Okay. But I bought some because I wanted some evergreen-looking thing, and it's something that is typically grown around here in containers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it certainly grows in the ground, but containers, because it's so slow-growing, you could leave it in for several years without it overgrowing the pot. Okay. And I'm really glad I bought them because <laughs> they're performing really well. Okay. Yeah. It's great. And, and what kind of pots are they in? A resin? Very large. Ceramic? Uh, not ceramic. Uh, m- resin. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What What do I have that in? <laughs> yeah. The resin pots. Yes, and they're doing quite well. And they're large. They're not quite, they're not as big around as the table that's sitting in front of us, but uh, probably uh, two feet wide. Wow. So 24 26 inches wide, so they're they're going to be a couple feet tall too, several feet tall actually. One planted in the container with other things, or do you have several planted in one container? I have uh, one planted in each container. Then I can do things that hang over the sides in the spring, summer. Nice ivies. It's a great look. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the size is somewhat important for growing plants in containers over the winter. Especially you need that big soil mass to help protect the roots. Absolutely. From the freezing. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything in your yard, Steve, that you have that just you're just really glad that it turned out much happier, make, making you much happier than you thought it would? Mm. No, I can't. I can't say that there's any one thing that's because I think for the most part, not that everything was planned out perfectly by any means, but I think for the most part, it it was something in mind. Uh, when it was planted, so no, I'd say so. But, you know, back to the the Albertas. You know, Marianne saying that that might be a little bit more of a formal look. One thing that I've seen John and Marianne do with a spruce top, which you could do with the Albertas just as well, would be to have multiples in the container if if the container is large enough to support that, yeah. even if it's only for a few years yeah. of enjoyment. So having some staggered height of Albertas um, in the same pot could make it more of a little mini forest look and less of a very formalized I've got one in a pot look. You just made, I had a big flashback when you said that, uh, you know, I've been in the hostel world for many years and 
go to conventions every year, tour gardens that are just drop-dead gorgeous all over the country. And I remember on this hostage tour going into this garden that had this island bed of nothing but Alberta spruces in all different sizes. It looked like a, a miniature forest. Uh-huh. It was so incredibly cool. That That's what spurred my interest in, in conifers was that particular garden. It was just, it it was just magical. That's what it was. That's neat. And talk about something that would need some water now. Yeah. If you can at all. Absolutely. Today, Monday when it's warmer again, whatever. But give those guys a drink. And we sell literally hundreds and hundreds of those every year at Christmas time for people to put in pots and containers. Some people wanting to keep them alive for more than that season. Some people just saying, you know, it's a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, Regardless of which way you're going, if you want to enjoy it as long as you want to enjoy it, boy, get out there if you can today. Water. Monday with some water on it. With some water. Yeah. And I purposely uh, grow, because I have some of the winter protection, uh, boxwood in containers and pretty successful with it, especially protection from the wind. So I wouldn't uh, have thought of putting boxwood in a container. They're They're beautiful. They're fantastic. How bad. Yeah, they are. It's so water those as well. Water, yeah. water, yeah. You, you mentioned the spruce tops that we sell in uh, at the, in the wintertime, and some of them are just beautiful. I mean, they just have a great form. I've, I've purchased some that have been three feet tall. Well, this year when I took my pots apart after Christmas, and I got to it before it got really cold, so I was able to get them out of the pots, I, I took them out of the pots and stuck them in the ground around another tree. So it looks like I've got little trees. Oh, so. your own little forest. Yeah, that my own little forest cute idea so it's something for the birds also besides being a visual and also for winter interest a container doesn't necessarily have to have anything in it that's exactly right it's it's a great you know focal point or a pop of color yeah it's exactly right it's a different shape it's a different material you know you might be looking at foliage or needles or brown grass or bark or whatever just having that different material whether it's resin or concrete or ceramic Yep. Out there is a nice contrast. I was, yeah, I was about to say there's something that you're not supposed to put out, keep out in the wintertime, right? Is it the terracotta? You can keep Once. it out, but it's going to shatter. <laughs> well, okay. Traditional clay pots typically are not of the clay material or fired hard enough to withstand the freeze thaw. They absorb water. That uh, freeze thaw cycle just makes it easy to explode you can almost hear it happening in the landscape (laughs) (laughs) yes which is a not good sound i have a a, out in my backwoods i have there was a tree cut down and the stump is about uh, 24 inches off the ground so i have a a hypertufa material Uh, it's an urn shape and I just keep it empty, and I have it sitting on there. So oh, that's it's cool. just like yeah. it's just kind of an unexpected thing to. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Just to have out I there in that. the landscape. That's nice. great. Go I, carry I, your five bucket gallon <laughs> bucket out there, buddy. And water. <laughs> <laughs> just wave to it. It gets what it gets. Huh? <laughs> it just it's just empty. It looks good. Oh wow! But yeah. you know that's something that we always suggest in the uh, growing season too. Is like you can put. Um, containers in your garden doesn't have to have anything in it it adds color and texture form all of those things to your garden without anything in them i mean certainly plant in them but any time of the year it's a great interest sure and especially if it's a particular like you have a favorite color or like 
a lot of people just love the the cobalt blue cobalt ceramics. Blue. That's the first oh. one that I came mean, to my mind. Those yeah. are just fantastic blue. as an interest. A classic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, great advice. Lots of good tips if you're looking for some winter interest in your yard. Things to do in the winter. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind. Anything that you wanted to add? Uh, we've got the free orchid with $50 gift card promo that'll start this week sometime. Oh. So we've done that the last number of years for Valentine's Day gifts. So buy a $50 PG gift card, get a free $20 orchid with it. And I think that'll start by what? Tuesday, Wednesday? Last week? I think so. Great. Yeah. All right. All Sounds right. good. Thanks for listening. You've been uh, listening to Live at Prairie Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with Steve Brown, John Weisgarber, Marianne Metz. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is uh, Dave Fleek. Stay tuned for Sports Talk next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Enjoy the weekend.